Norm, stop derailing the show. I just did, didn't I? Gambler. Tony. Hey, everybody. This is Bro 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 Bets, a podcast for degenerates by degenerates, the number one podcast for degenerates by degenerates on the entire internet, and that's uh, what we're going to do here today. Number one. Number one. Numero uno. Thanks to our loyal degenerate fans. You guys are the best. Uh, yesterday, we kicked off our 32 teams in 32 days-ish NFL preview. I like that. With the New York Jets. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Um, today we will be continuing with the San Francisco 49ers. Ooh, Shanahan. Right. Okay, Kyle. Let's go. Yeah, Kyle Shanahan, not Mike. Let's go. You seem like you'd be a big Mike Shanahan guy. Not dude. in the least. I didn't like that little drawn rat. He reminds me of Shashevsky. Oh. Now I liked I, I respect oh. their coaching. Wow. I'm just saying, Money. like the way drown that they rat. handle stuff. Yeah. Drown yeah rat. Aggressive, my left friend. field for that. I got nothing against pretty, the pretty <laughs> guy wins Super Bowls. Like, yeah, what are you gonna do? Yeah, I, I was a little strong. You know, I hate to derail the show like that. I do. What, what do you mean, calling him Gorms, a rat? Quit derailing the I know, show. but you know, rat. I love to talk about sports gambling and giving our listeners winners. But there's something funny from the world of sport that I need to go oh, over, Jesus Todd. Christ, okay, okay. Can we go to Major League Baseball? Sure. Over the we weekend, about? the Tampa Bay Devil, Tampa Bay Rays, rather, yeah. Yeah, are on the road 95. at Boston. Mm-hmm. They got a double header. Okay. So they need arms. Okay. So they call up a kid from AAA. Uh-huh. And he said, hey, you're going to be throwing sometime, someplace during this two-game stand on a Sunday. Okay. Yeah. Guy goes, okay, get my flight, go to the team hotel. I'm going to go get there for the second game, Todd, because okay. that's how uh, on, on time, on schedule it was. Sure. You weren't there early. Sure. Right. So he says, hey, I get to the team hotel, I grab my bag, and I get in an Uber to go to the park, mm-hmm. to go to Fenway. It's two miles away. After one mile, he is stopped in dead traffic. <laughs> Todd, what does he do? You get on sprint. He, he grabs his bag, his devil, his raised bag, puts uh-huh. it over his shoulder, and and literally sprints a mile so he doesn't be be late for a potential uh, couple of innings that he's going to get as a middle reliever. For the love he, and he of made the it. game, did he get an appearance? He did, and he got shelled too. But I just thought it was funny <laughs> that this guy, major, tired. major leaguer, take care. I mean, mm-hmm. major league teams, take care of your guys, will you please? Take care of your Jesus. guys. In a helicopter. I thought that was fun. That's just me, though. That is fun. You know what? That is just That you, was a derail, wasn't it? Yeah, no one gives a fuck about that story. Jesus Christ. I do, Tony. I do. <laughs> we normally start each show with the right side. Were we on the right side or the wrong side with our picks yesterday? Not with some fucking <sighs> Mickey Mouse story about some middle reliever we'll never hear about again. In Boston traffic. Yeah, it's just fun, Tony. It's just unbelievable. I like fun. Yeah, yeah. You're a real fun guy. Um... The hell crawled up his Italian ass this morning. <laughs> wow, you didn't get no pasta vajul this morning or what? Don't worry about my vajul, okay? You don't worry about the vajul. Don't worry about my fucking. You got a lot of fucking balls on you for asking me about my vajul, okay? Three um, 0 in our best bet yesterday. Congratulations to all of us. Todd had hey. the Dodgers first five, hey. which was a great pick because yeah. they ended up losing the they game. Did. Uh, Gorms had the under nine in that game. It was 5-3, a little squeaker. Nice, we got go, one. And I had the Tampa Bay run line. They won 6-2-2. Nice. So obviously we were 3-0 and in that department. 6-0 and in the week on our best bets, by the way. 6-0 right. and in the week in our best bets. Hey, if you do nothing else, just take just, our best bets. Just follow the best ones. Not bad, uh, boys. Other games, it. we had the over nine in Atlanta and Pittsburgh. It ended up scoring 20. 
So never a doubt there. Atlanta minus 140, 13 to 7. Uh, congrats on whoever that had those two picks. I can't remember off the top I of my head. I had Atlanta. Thank you very much. And t- Gorms had the over. Nice job, Gormies. Thank you. You should fucking pay attention to the show. I would. Um, <laughs> I, I know. I'm going through a drama right here, so I'm getting off my phone. I, um, I had said it. We knew it was a risk. Uh, the Miami Marlins, I had them first five plus 115. They were down 1-0. Mm-hmm. So, you know, 1-0. It, it could have went either way. Yeah. In my opinion, could have went either way. And then our last pick, um, Todd had Toronto first half. Gorms had Toronto with the points or minus the points, yeah, however you want to look at it. Um, <clears throat> and I ended up just throwing Toronto money line in there for shits and gigs. It did not cover. It did not. They lost 106-105 in a really, really, really awesome game. It was a good game. Blow it at the end. Poor KD. I actually feel really, really bad oh, it's for horrible. KD. It's horrible. Yeah, it's the worst, man. You know what? I feel bad for him because he's going to have to sit out. I, I think he's going to have to sit out all of next year. And some team's going to have to pay him to sit out a year just for to, to get his services worth after it. that. Which, worth it. Which is worth it. Yes, yeah. I, I completely agree. But KD has always been like this weird guy where you're not sure if you like him or not. He's Yeah, he's, he's had some. He's odd. But I think last night after going, he was three for three from three. And then he gets hurt. And then the fans boo him. And then everyone on the internet goes from wishy-washy about how they feel about KD to being the ultimate KD fans. It might not, it might maybe not career-wise or whatever, but it's, it might actually work out in his favor PR-wise. Do you know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah. I and mean actually the people felt bad for Kevin Durant. Well, you, you it's okay I think to wish someone to not do well Correct. obviously especially if they're playing in the nba finals against your team uh-huh. but to applaud and cheer so loudly Canadians. when he blows i know but canadian his achilles doing? hill i mean that's a little cutthroat but i get it i get it they were excited i mean that place is a raucous fucking house did you Jurassic see the faces Park? did you see the faces though after the game and they snuck off the one point when, i mean just the fans and like wait a minute we had plans tonight, yes. right. like to stay up way late. Yeah. They were not leaving their seats. It was just looking around. I, yeah. I felt so dejected. I like what uh, McAfee said this morning. Uh-huh. He compared them to the St. Louis Blues. Yes. Mm-hmm. Losing one at, you know, a- at, at home. home when you can close it out. Yeah. Similar. I love that analogy because I'm, I'm the same way with both these teams now. Going out to Oracle to try and win one. Uh-oh. Then if they if they don't, they got to come back and try and win one in Toronto. And same thing with the Blues. They got to go to Boston tomorrow yeah, night. Yeah, they Boys. missed a lot of shots. I think there's a lot of pressure on you to grab that game at home. And I think it just it got to I don't know. It, yeah, and, and uh, the, I mean, the Warriors have been there and done that. So they mm-hmm, know how to handle mm-hmm. the situation. Toronto does not. Right. I mean, Kawhi does. Kawhi's been, yeah. to, to, been to quite a few. Um <laughs> Steph and Clay were unbelievable. Oh. Yeah. They could not fucking miss. Uh, and then Boogie came in. It was funny because... Boogie, set- wanted, Boogie wanted to give it away. Boogie he, wanted to give it away. He was sitting night. on the bench looking miserable. Oh. Miserable. And it showed his points since, like, game two. And he hadn't done much. And then KD goes out and Boogie comes in and he goes off in the yeah, second quarter. A little bit. A little bit. Um, which really hurt your uh, second quarter bet there. Yeah, it did. It did. The, the first mo- half bet. Boys, the moving pick with about... 20 seconds left in yeah. the game from Boogie. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, God. this guy almost this, fucked him. I know. This is how he's yeah. going to end his Warriors career. I did put in a second half bet. I had him up uh, minus four and a half Toronto, and they, they outscored them by five. Yeah, and yeah, So, yeah. like, 
kind of made up for it. But still, I'm like, geez. I, I just wanted for Toronto to to grab it at home. And I, I still think they will. If you it, do. You know, but I would love to see it go. Todd, yeah, what, Todd, seven. A sports fan. Todd, what does it say? Go out to Oracle, win it? Or are, are you saying game I, I actually, I actually think they're going to the, – if I had to bet on it, I think they win the they, next game. They just won two out there. Yeah, yeah. You know? Oh, but, Toronto? Are we talking about Toronto? Yeah. 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 I think there's just there's less pressure in that game than there was this game. Oddly enough, because the series is now closer. Mm-hmm. Well, and now but, they actually have time to prepare um, their defense again. Well, yeah. so game four they they were prepared a defense for to face uh, Clay and just Steph. So mm-hmm. you would have thought after game five, after Kevin Durant goes out, they could have just switched back to that game plan. Right. Um, so I was going to say that maybe they're more prepared for the situation, but who, it, it all depends on Steph and Clay. And if shots are falling, and can they carry the team? Because as far as the the other role players, they have not been great. To so me, it depends on Siakam. It's, yes. I mean, if that Siakam. dude puts up 30 on you, mm-hmm. forget about it. Poor, like, and I said it out there. Poor Lowry, because oh. he got absolutely torched for that last shot on the internet. And then it came out a little bit too late. Like, he was already torched on the internet. It came out a little bit too late. The Draymond did get a... A, a pinky on that ball right. to mm-hmm. deflect it, but the damage was already done. Yeah. The, the people. He, he literally is I, like three of thirty-one in under twenty seconds holding the ball last shot. Like in his yeah, career, it's, it's something ridiculous. I didn't like that move. I mean, I they had a foul to give. Golden State did. So I thought when the double team came up, I they thought might. I thought Leonard would just drive through it, knowing he's probably going to get a foul call, reset with like seven seconds mm-hmm. left, and then uh, you know much better situation. But I did. I don't know. I just felt he like got rid of it pretty quick, didn't he? He did, he did. And then they pissed around and, you know, last second shot in the corner by the smallest guy on the team. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good I know, man. Choice. I'm doing everything. And that Nate that, that Nick Nurse late timeout after well, just yeah. after Fucking just wild. on a run. And then he's like, Hey, let's slow things down and let's give right. them a he's, breath. And they come back with nine straight to lose it. So he's getting crucified. Oh. Crucified for that. Um and probably should be. Uh so you know that, what you do there, Tony? What's up, buddy? You you let your fish swim. That's what you do. I agree. I yeah. agree. Let them swim. Let, especially at home when the momentum is going in yeah. your favor. Because momentum is a big, big, big thing. Yeah. Go, boys. Uh, so, yeah, that was the NBA last night. Uh, game six is coming up on, what, Friday? Do they have two days off? Uh, Tuesday, or maybe Thursday, Thursday night? Thursday night's the game, maybe? They have a Thursday. I can't remember. But anyways, we'll we'll talk about that Thursday, then. Tuesday, yeah. we got the NHL tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we got the U.S. Open this weekend. Uh, Foxy's going to come in tomorrow to make his U.S. Open picks. Foxy has predicted the winner um, in the first two majors so far this year. So is he good really? For, yep, good for Foxy. Don't sleep on him. Don't sl- what? Oh, Gorms, was that jealousy or what? You sounded. Oh well, no, he just goes Brooks Kepka every time. Like, okay, I mean, come on, I mean, the well, guys I mean, won you, four of the last he, six majors. He throws out three or four names, and yeah. he threw out Tiger and Brooks both times. Yeah, but you know, that's just. I mean, they used to do it on sports shows all the time. Tiger versus the field. Mm-hmm. You're gonna, you're gonna. You gonna doubt someone just because they take Tiger when it was smart to take Tiger? I'm sorry, I wasn't listening, Tony. What'd you say? You're a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's do our best bets for today. Let's do it. We are six and zero on the week. Let's keep that three and zero on Friday, three and zero on Monday. Let's go best bets today. Todd, lead us off. I got Houston money line at home against Milwaukee. They have the advantage on the mound with. Brad Peacock starting five and three, three point two zero ERA versus Freddie Peralta three and two with a five point one one ERA. And Houston has that great bullpen as we know. Houston ranks. I found this interesting. Houston ranks first in the league in hits allowed at home. 
Okay. The fewest hits allowed at home. Milwaukee ranks 27th in hits allowed on the road. That's a huge disparity there. I really like Houston in this game. Huge disparity. Um, to add on to that, because it's one of my, it's not my best bet, but it, mm-hmm. it's one of my bets. Brad Peacock, 2.38 home ERA, 1.8 ERA at night. This game oh. is being played at night. Oh. Freddie Peralta, fucking 4.34 ERA away. 6.23 ERA at night. Oh, boy. And we're out. It just keeps adding It's up. only minus 120 for the Houston Astros yeah, at home in this game. Yeah, great value. Which is, you get a team like that um, for that little amount of juice, I, I, I'm taking it every Take day. It. So Take that's it. Todd's best bet. Gorms, what do you got for your best bet? My best bet is I'm going to WNBA tonight. I am going the Phoenix Mercury and Brittany Griner and Dewana Bonner. They are hot right now. They are minus three and a half to start. It's moved up to four and a half against the Chicago Sky. It is in Chicago. And, and Tony, Todd, you know this. Cheyenne Parker for the Sky, mm-hmm. you got to stay on her. I mean, she is an assassin, and she will – she will cut you. There's one thing I know about Mercury is when you get it hot, <laughs> right. it rises. That's what I'm saying. So the duel of Brittany Griner and Dewana Bonner, too much. And the Phoenix Mercury on the road, minus three and a half to start. It's now at four and a half. I'm yeah, still taking him. And that is my best bet of the that night. That line is on the move, yes, my friend. Yes, it is. Um, all right, so that's your best bet. The Mercury minus three and a half to four and a half, whether, whatever you get it at. Um, my first – my Best bet of the week is a bet that I... Of the week? Of the, of the day of the week is a best bet that I take every single time, and it's Luis Castillo. Yeah. First five. I, yeah, the, baby. The guy's fucking unbelievable, so we're going Reds. First five. Luis Castillo is on the mound for them. That's all you need to know. Just look up his stats. The guy's been fucking incredible. Trevor Bauer, however, who in the past, who last year was great, not great this year. He's one and four at home with a five point six ERA. So I am going. I'm taking that information and I'm going Cincinnati Reds first five as my best bet. There you Love go. it. Love it. I have that one as well. So double <laughs> stamper. Hey, look at nice. us. Look at us on the fucking same page there. Do you have any other baseball bets, Todd? I do. I have the Twins first five money line at oh, home weird. against Seattle. Martin Perez starts for the Twins seven and two, three point seven two ERA versus Mike Leake for the. For the Mariners, five and six, four point three zero ERA. Seattle is two and eleven. This comes from Joe Osborne, by the way, friend of the show, our friend first call-in guest. Yep, um, he put out some first five twi- uh, trends. So, um, if you looked at those, Seattle is two and eleven in its last thirteen on the road in the first five. Minnesota is six and oh, six zero oh and one in the last seven at home in the first five. Definitely. Are we going run line or that or uh, money line? Take. Twins first five money line. Okay, just the guaranteed money. Just, just the guaranteed money. Just book going it. For, I went. The, I went the parlay to hit. Yeah, yeah. I'm also. I also took that as well. Um, I don't know if you mentioned Minnesota's six versus righties. Mike mm. Leak has a five point five ERA on the road. He's leaking. He's leaking. He did. He, he was last game. He was just a little note for everyone. Last game, Mike Leake was on the mound. He went nine innings, gave up one earned run. So, you know, let's see if water finds its level here with Mike Leake against the Twins. Absolutely. Uh, Seattle was 27th versus left-handed pitching. Obviously, Todd talked about Martin Perez, who has a 2.5 ERA at home. So that is reasons why we like Seattle. Uh, And then uh, my last baseball pick. I'm going to give it out here, Gorms. Is that that okay with you? Yeah. Hey, is that okay? Please. You took these two teams under last night. I'm going over tonight. That a boy. Dodgers, Angels, Angels over 
Felix Pena is a 5.36 ERA, so and that's going against the Dodgers. So just just deal with that. Kenta Maeda, when you look at his ERA, it's it's actually not bad at all. Bad at all. He's a five and zero. He's five and zero with a 1.7 ERA ERA at home. They're not at home though. So he's on the road. He's two and two with a five ERA. So you got two pitchers over five ERA. I'm going over for the Dodgers and Angels. Does that sound okay? To I like you? it. Sounds okay to me. Well, do you got any uh, baseball picks? I have no baseball picks. I'm oh, right now. I'm going to take my two wins yesterday. I'm going to kind of oh, okay. hug those two wins like it. for 24 hours, and then I'll get back on the baseball beat. No, no. I, okay. You know what? I appreciate that about you. You know, Don't force it. That's, that's what, what I didn't want to do. That's what we say here. Do you have any other WNBA picks? Oh, Tony, we almost have a would. full slate of WNBA I, what's tonight. What's a full slate? Two games? Well, no. It's actually, there's three games tonight, but I believe if they played a full slate, it's around five games, <laughs> six games. But it's... It's like a half a slate tonight, but as, slate. You, as you heard earlier, my best pick, uh, my best bet rather, the Phoenix Mercury, yep. Brittany Griner covering the three and a half, four and a half against Chicago Sky. Now, let us go to my Washington Mystics. As soon as Elena Del Don, Deladon has stepped back into that lineup, mm-hmm. they are a different team. Obviously. They are traveling on the road. Tough place oh, to play. Oh, no, don't tell me they're going to the Mohegan Sun. They are going to the Mohegan Sun now, which which boasts one of the top defenses in the WNBA. And, and Diggs, you and I talked about this before the show. we don't pick against you, Ori. Jean-Quel Jones, the way that she is playing basketball right now. Yep. And they need her. And also Alyssa Thomas, who I've talked about, you know, yeah, yeah, unreservedly. You, you won't shut up about her. Time and time on this show. <laughs> but I like the Mystics to cover the four okay. on the road. Elena Daladon, that is the MVP of tonight. So the Mystics cover the four. And also, we're going right in our backyard. Oh, you got a homer pick? We do have a homer pick. The Seattle Storm. Remember, Brianna Stewart oh. out. Sue Bird out. How could I forget? But they do have Natasha Howard, who had 18 points last game, and Jewel Lloyd. Todd, remember that name? Jewel Lloyd had 16. They are coming in. They are coming into (laughs) Indianapolis to take on the fever. And somehow, someway, after a nearly, they were down 25 at one point last game, the Indiana Fever are minus two against the Seattle Storm. I'm not buying it. I have got, got a lot of injuries. I am taking three road teams tonight in the WNBA. Seattle Storm to cover two against the Indy Fever. Oh, we going road dogs Washington Mystics covering the four against the Connecticut Sun and the Phoenix Mercury covering the four and a half against the Chicago Sky. The road dogs tonight. A little... Not the road dogs, all of them, but I'm taking the road teams. Two of the three. Two of the three. A little reminder that last week, Gorman was 7-0. as far as WNBA Yeah, picks. and then I had a split over the weekend, a bad split. I shouldn't have. I, I, I was a homer pick, Todd. We talked I looked about it up. So that, put, right you now, at, that put you at 10 and 3 overall. Yeah. Right. I looked it up, and right now you are the hottest professional sports gambler on the WNBA. That's 9 and 1, right because now. don't forget I started out 0 and 2. So yeah. we're okay in our last 10. Yeah, oh, I know. I know. You're So 10 and 3 overall. Be ready for that offer from Action Network. I will. Coming <laughs> soon. Um, so here's. I was thinking about you and the WNBA, Gorms. Go ahead. You're a WNBA guy. I enjoy it. I you think like the WNBA. They're great athletes. You pay attention to it. They play the game well. You know who may not pay attention to it? Who? The handicappers. The guys making the lines. That's, That's just right. like R.J. Bell came on the show and said, if you really want to do well and in gambling, his, his tip was to just take one conference, one conference yeah. and just only bet that conference because if you pay attention to every team in that conference and you read everything about that conference, there's so many NCAA teams – that the handicappers will not know as much as you about that conference, and then you have an advantage. And I think that's what's happening with the WNBA, Gorms. That's it. 
Yep. That's it. Hey, not many people play the WNBA. That's not the case here at Bro 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 Bet. That's no. not the case. I mean, we're going to play anything here to make money. We are. I'm actually upset with myself that I haven't dove deeper into uh, the Women's World Cup yet. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that's big. And by the way, U.S. I think I'm going to wait for the knockout round. U.S. today, I believe, has Thailand at Thailand, I believe they are four and a half. Um, goal favorites. Four and a half goals <laughs> favorites, if I remember correctly, for today. Like those shootouts. Uh, so, yeah, they are... If we're, if we're looking at just money line, which is what I'm seeing right now, they're minus 10,000. <laughs> Come on, Thailand. Whoa, Shock the go. world. <laughs> no, they won't. Here. No. Huh. Oh, I was, gonna say, I was looking at the over-under. Because if they are favored by four and a half, you would think the USA would score yeah, four sure. goals. The over-under is two and a half. What? But the over is minus 2,500. So you're going to you're gonna have to lay some fucking juice on that play. But, I would lay that. But why would you make the over-under at two, at two and a half and have the juice at 2,500? No why not, sense. Why not make it over-under four and then right. have it at a normal like minus 200 yeah. or something like that? That's a weird line right there that I'm looking at. So that's, a, that's an awkward line. Yeah, what's wrong with that picture? Something, uh, something's, some, something's wrong. Something's going on. Something's going on. We'll figure it out later. That's not for right now. For right now, we, we're going to talk about the cup of coffee a day parlay. Let's oh, go. Let's go. Something that we're probably going to hit. If it wasn't for my dumb Marlins pick last night and the and the Raptors not being able to make a shot in the last fucking 30 seconds, it would have hit last night. But I digress. Today's cup of coffee a day parlay is a seven-teamer. Houston Astros, money line. It just jumped, actually, so get your fucking bets in. Hot team. From yeah. minus whatever, what was it, 115? Yeah. It's now minus 130. Yeah, people on the are Houston smartening Astros. up. Phoenix Mercury, minus four and a half. The Cincinnati Reds, first five, minus 105. The Minnesota Twins first five minus one eighty. The L.A. Dodgers, L.A. Angels over nine. Over over nine. The Mystics plus four and the Seattle Storm plus two. That is five to win three hundred and thirty eight dollars. Nothing to poke your stick at, Gorms. No, it's better than a, better than a sharp stick. Yeah. Well, nothing to poke your sharp stick at. Gorms. Watch your mouth, Tony. And that's our cup of coffee a day parlay. And we now roll right into our 32 teams in 32 days-ish with the 49ers. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, we are now joined by Kyle Madsen. He's the co-host of The Drive on 1140, I believe. Is that that correct, Kyle? Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Sports 1140 in Sacramento. Sports 1140, Sacramento. He's the managing editor of the Niners Wire for USA Today. And we bring him in here today to give us a little expertise on the San Francisco 49ers and their upcoming season. Kyle, thank you very much for joining us today. Yeah, of course. Happy to uh, happy to be on with you guys. Thanks, Kyle. All right, so let's start with this. Um, and, uh, and I've started with this with everyone else. The number for the season for the San Francisco 49er wins is over or under eight. How do you feel about that number? I think that's pretty spot on um i if i'm if i'm guessing i go just over just anticipating that they're going to be a little healthier this year uh-huh. uh, they haven't been very healthy under the shanahan lynch regime but if they're if they're healthy i think they contend for a playoff spot um if jimmy garoppolo gets hurt again obviously they're in they're in trouble um but i think i think eight is is a really tough number and i like just over it I'm assuming they stay healthy. If I remember correctly, John Lynch did have some injury issues during his career. Do you think that it may spur from his leadership down into the locker room as far as the injury concerns? 
Yeah, I think it's a trickle-down effect. I think they look at John Lynch's career and they go, man, he's had a lot of injuries. Maybe we should try that. Um, no, but, and it, it hasn't worked out. But honestly, I mean, as far as like the the running back situation, if if they stay healthy with Jerry, McKinnick, Jerry McKinnon and then Tevin Coleman and then Breda, that's, that's one of the better backfields in the entire league. Yeah, absolutely. Matt Breda was a really pleasant surprise, I think, for them last year. Jarek McKinnon is a is an interesting player because he was a guy Kyle Shanahan went out and like seeked out in free agency. Uh-huh. He wasn't like a day five or six signing. He was the one guy Kyle Shanahan wanted to to run this kind of positionless offense that Kyle Shanahan is starting to to gear towards because he is capable of splitting out into the slot and line up at the backfield. He can do all that stuff. And I don't think Brita is is as capable of doing all that quite yet, but. Uh, he improved a lot last year. And then you bring in Tevin Coleman on a bargain two-year deal uh, who we've seen produce under Shanahan. And it's just mm-hmm. insane that he was just floating out there on the market. So, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I think the Niners running game is going to be really, really good this year. Yeah, I was very surprised that Tevin Coleman lasted that long because I he's definitely I, – I feel like one of the more underrated Angry runner, players. Diggs. Angry runner. But probably the most underrated player – in the entire league is Kyle Juszczyk, and I think he should possibly get 10 to 12 carries a game. Just something to think about. You think he gets carries? Uh, <laughs> carries, targets, fucking end arounds. Anything to get the ball into Juszczyk's hands is, is how I feel. Yeah, the, there was actually this, this – Kyle Shanahan was mic'd up for a game, and they hit they hit Juszczyk on just this little just like slant on a third down, and, and he caught it in traffic, and – Kyle Shanahan's on the sideline just casually looking down. He's just like, oh, God, it used to such a baller. <laughs> and the way he said it was just like, yeah, he is. Like, that's, that's exactly what Kyle Juszczyk is. Yeah, I, I like him a lot. All right, let's go to over some pass catchers, Kyle. Uh, so I'm going to start in a tight end room. How many how many catches do you feel for Kittle this year? 600. Uh, <laughs> uh, gosh, what, I, I, I have a hard time with – with Kittle specifically, because I want to go out there and talk about how, like, oh, can he break the record he set last year? But assuming Dante Pettis stays healthy and and uh, Debo Samuel, their second-round pick, stay healthy, I have a hard time believing that George Kittle is going to get the volume of targets that he got last year. He got targeted uh, 136 times last year. He caught 88 balls. I think he's sub-80 this year. But I still think he's very productive. Okay, um, he's still the number one. He's, he's, he's super good after the catch, and there's just so many things that they can do with him. They're going to get him the ball. I just think they're going to have more options this year, so I think they're going to spread the targets out a little more. But he's still the – would you say he's the number one option or Marquise Goodwin's the number one option? Uh, Kittle, but for now, um, I, think, I think it's Kittle. But like I said, if Dante Pettis and Debo Samuel are healthy, I think those guys are really going to cook in Shanahan's offense. That's where I want to stick with. So, so that, to, yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Will you just tell me about the wide receiver room. No concerns or a lot of concerns for Garoppolo there? Uh, somewhere in between. I'm going to sit on the fence on this one. Uh, <laughs> they uh, they actively seek out to to improve that area this year. They signed Jordan Matthews in free agency. Uh, they they drafted Debo Samuel in the second round. They took Jalen Hurd in the third round. They had Dante Pettis, the second-round pick from last year. I expect that group to be a lot better this year. And part of the reason, like I said last year, that George Kittle was so productive is they just they didn't have really a ton of other options. Kendrick Bourne led the team, I think, with like 470 receiving yards. It was a really bad group. I expect them to be much improved this year, and I think that will have an effect on George Kittle's just kind of overall production. 
You know what? I hope they get more targets. I hope Trent Taylor gets more targets. Um, I'm a little upset with Kittle right now. Dude, Trent Taylor's a G. I, I love him. I love him. I'm a little upset with yeah, Kittle right really now. Good. We were supposed to go see – he was supposed to fly me out last weekend and go see Godzilla together, and <laughs> he – Fucking went, he went back. He went back on his word. So, me and Kittle are. are oh, you're on the yeah, outs. Yeah, we're on the outs right now. You could say that. Um, for the de- defensive side of the ball, the defensive yeah. line is stacked now. Oh God! With Bosa, Armstead, Buckner, D. Ford, and then Quan Alexander is brought in. Malcolm Smith is good. Um, Solomon Thomas. Yes. Hello. My 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 worry for the defense is, and I let me know if I'm correct here. Is the corners, is 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 that fair? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, their entire secondary is really suspect. Um, they they have a good group of linebackers. You mentioned Quan Alexander, Fred Warner, uh, rookie last year out of BYU, had a really really good year. Um, I, I think that front seven is going to be really strong. The the issue, I guess, is the Niners purposely didn't invest much. In, in their secondary, they re-signed Jimmy Ward, who's had a ton of injury problems in his career. Mm-hmm. They picked up Jason Verrett at corner, who has played, I think, 25 games in five seasons. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a bunch of guys who, who can't stay healthy and who haven't performed consistently. But the theory is, by adding D Ford, by adding Nick mm-hmm. Bosa, you start speeding up quarterbacks, you, you make them make decisions quicker, you force them into making bad yeah. throws, and it makes things easier on the secondary. They think they have a talented group there, and they might. They've just been not so good the last couple of years because the Niners' pass rush, frank, pass rush frankly, hasn't been very good. Yeah. When Cassius Marsh is your like dominant yep. edge rusher, that's a problem. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's um, going to be the yeah. biggest question with these guys is what they invested in that front line. Is it enough to make up for the lack of investment in the secondary? Yeah. I mean, that's well going said. to be the big yeah. question yeah, mark for me whether or not they meet the over for the season. Yeah, they, they I, I agree with you completely. If they're not getting so D Ford had thirteen sacks last year. If D Ford is not gonna be a double digit sack guy and Nick Bosa is not if one of those two guys is sitting at like seven sacks at yeah. the end of the year, I, I think they have a really, really big problem on their hands defensively. I think they're gonna score the shit out of the ball. I just don't know if they'll be able to stop anybody. Hey Kyle, let's stay on the defensive side of the ball. Who's the leader in that locker room? Is it the newly signed free agent Quan Alexander, perhaps? Uh, maybe not yet. I know he's definitely been, been a huge impact in the, in the linebackers room, even though he's not been on the field. Uh, he just brings a ton of energy. I know the Buccaneers were pretty upset to lose him because mm-hmm. he was like the heartbeat of that defense. So I think he'll probably get there eventually. But, uh, the guy I look at is Richard Sherman. He's just such a, he was such a dominant player for so long. And this Niners team is so young. A lot of them grew up watching Richard Sherman be dominant and he was good last year. So I think Sherman's the guy everybody looks to right now. Uh, the other guy, a little bit more quiet leader, is DeForest Buckner. Joe Staley, who like adores Frank Gore and holds him in the highest regard, actually compared DeForest Buckner's like work ethic oh, and awesome. leadership style to Frank Gore, which is pretty wild. Yeah. So I think Buckner probably falls into that role as well uh, here in the next year. Yeah, we forgot to mention that the O-line is actually pretty loaded and pretty stacked. Which brings me to protecting Garoppolo after the knee injury. How has he looked uh, so far? He's actually looked really good. There's nothing they're really limiting him on motion-wise in in OTAs. He's dropping back. He's rolling out. He's doing everything. He's not doing 11-on-11s yet, but they expect him to be basically a full go by training camp. He's wearing a knee brace. It doesn't seem to be hindering his movement. So he's, he's looked great. 
And like you said, that offensive line was, was good last year. They can get a little bit better for sure. But Mike McGlinchey was solid as a rookie, mm-hmm. and then Joe Staley's just a fucking legend. So, yeah, um, is, is Jimmy G? I, just, I really like those two guys. Is Jimmy G just a good ass time? I mean, we've seen him with uh, the porn actress well, parading around town. He just looks. I mean, G just fits him. He is a G. <laughs> is he just a blast yeah. in the locker room? Yeah, and he's the he's like the annoying type of of G because <laughs> he's not like. <laughs> He's, he's, like, not outward about it. He's very just like, oh, yeah, I don't know what's going on. Like, dude, piss off. You know exactly what's going on. You know you're good-looking. You know you can date whoever you want. Like, you know everybody in the locker room loves you. You're the quarterback of the San Francisco freaking 49ers. Like, uh-huh. don't act like you're this, like, oh, gosh, I'm very humble. Like, dude, no, don't be Tom Brady. Be, just let everybody know that you're going to go out and show your ass, and it's going to be great. I yeah, love which, it. Thank which, you. Which, which Todd brought it up, and I, I love Jimmy. I love his talent. But what I question is his decision-making, because like we've said, when we've all said, he could go out with whoever he wants, but he did pick a porn star that you have to scroll like <laughs> 10 to 12 pages to find her on the top-rated porn star. <laughs> so I question I question his decision-making. It's just... I, but no. I mean, I'm wondering if that I'm wondering if that was an accessibility thing, just like at that time. <laughs> you know what? If, if I had to guess, it was probably her. It was probably her accessibility. She was yeah, in town, right. and she said, who's the, who's the biggest stud in town? And it's mm-hmm. Jimmy G. Um, Gorb, do you have anything else, buddy? I do. I want to find out about this Kyle Shanahan-John Lynch marriage and what the York family, did they, did they give him a long leash? Let's say no playoffs this year. Let's just say no playoffs this year for the 49ers. What, are they a package together, those two, and what kind of leash are they on with the Yorks? Yeah, I think, I think they, they are a package for now. Uh, if they don't make the playoffs this year, I don't think it's it's quite an unmitigated disaster. I think we would see some changes in the coaching staff uh, with assistant coaches, just kind of depending on how the year shakes out. Like if the defense, for example, is really bad again, I think we see defensive, Robert, defensive coordinator Robert Sala go and see if they try and go a different direction there. Um, but if they're good offensively, I think they might also see some changes in the coaching staff because you're going to start seeing that Sean McVay effect for people just hiring people away from the Niners. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as far as Lynch and Shanahan go, um, I think if they were going to, to fire one, let's say this year they, they win five games and the York say, we need to make a change, I think Lynch would be the guy to go. Like Shanahan's their guy. Shanahan's the guy they wanted. Um, but I don't I, – I, their, their leash is, is – Plenty long. I don't think the Yorks, after all that, it was so tumultuous once they fired Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had the Jim Tom Sula year. Sure. And then <laughs> you had the Chip Kelly year. <laughs> and it was so strange. And then Harbaugh's final year in 2014 was just weird. Like, it, it was a really strange three years. And I think right now they're good with this stability. Everyone like, ha- okay, the team's, the team's terrible, but at least nobody's yelling about the Yorks. Like, <laughs> so I think they're just happy with that right now. In 2020, if they win five games again, okay, now we right, have, now there's right. going to be a problem. But I think for now, they're just happy with a few years of, of stability, whether the product on the field is good Real or not. quick, you mentioned Jim Tom Sula. Do you think he would have had more success if he coached on the sidelines from a recliner? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think a recliner, maybe like a wife beater and some boxes in a That's bag. That's what I'm saying, videos. just get him comfortable. that was really his element. He should have had a, he should have had a gold chain and a, and a cigar in his I, mouth. I, I, I heard there was actually a rift with him because he wanted a bearskin rug in his office <laughs> with a bear that he actually killed and brought to the facility. And they said, no, 
and I, I think that really threw him off. Yeah, I mean, I would I would throw anybody off. Um, is everyone ha- <laughs> everyone happy with the Nick Bosa pick and uh, how he's looked so far? Uh, for, for, I think football wise, yes. Uh, with with the pick, I think there were some some other off field things that, that people were concerned with with him. But he every every Niners player who's talked about him, it, it's like they've made a concerted effort to be like, yeah, he's a great guy, he's a great teammate. Uh, the issue is, is he hurt his hamstring on I think the second play of of their their second practice, oh. and so he hasn't played really in OTAs. Um, and they said they're gonna they're gonna sit him out until until training camp. Their mandatory uh, their mandatory mini camp starts next Tuesday, the eleventh. Uh-huh. I think that's Tuesday. Um, Close enough. So he won't he won't be in that, and and he won't be back till training camp. But I, I think that people are were happy with the pick, and the people who weren't uh, will be once they see him play because he is really fucking good. When you, when you were talking about the off field stuff, were you referring to his family's ties to the mob? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, it's definitely definitely that. It was not his social media. That <laughs> I, I figured. Um, all right, we'll get you out of here on this. Uh, we do it with everyone. Week one, the line is currently, let me see here. I had it up. Oh, Thanks. San Francisco 49ers are plus one at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Can you make a pick there? Yeah, I'm putting I, – I, I really want to put a lot of money on the Niners plus one. Okay. Uh, because they played Tampa Bay late last year, and it really didn't go well. So I think there's going to be that that kind of wanting to to get off to a good start in a place that did not go great for them last year. Remember last year, the the night before the game against Tampa Bay was when Ruben Foster had his incident, yes, and then yes, they yes, cut yes, Foster yes. that Sunday morning yep. before their game. So it's kind of a really weird game. So I I think they're going to go in there and uh, and beat Tampa Bay pretty badly. And a revenge game for Quan Alexander. Sure is, if he's on the field. Correct. 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 All right, well, we appreciate you, Kyle, so much. We wish you all the best of luck in the upcoming season, except for week three against the Steelers. Um, (laughs) And other than that, um, we appreciate you for all your time, and thank you very much. Thank you, Kyle. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Anytime. Thanks, Kyle. We really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely, fellas. That was fun. Thanks. Have a good day. All right. See you guys.